myself a Lincoln Got me plotting, got me plotting, got me thinking, got me thinking How can I come up and get myself a Lincoln out of Continental? Hey, this is Tony Boss Bowling coming to you from the Lincoln Attic Podcast. Hey, hey, it's Jason ODB, also known as the Lincoln Attic, hitting you with another episode, finally, of Lincoln Attic Podcast. I believe this is episode 22, and we're, of course, in April of 2022. So thanks to everyone that continues to come back. Certainly appreciate that. And thanks for everyone that continues to ask, hey, when is a new episode going to drop? So I've been trying to do a better job of staying on top of these, however, It's been a busy year already with a lot of house stuff and things, so balancing all of that. Before we jump in, I do want to thank our title sponsors, including Devious Customs. If you're a a, a purist or you're looking to customize and resto mod a car, check out DeviousCustoms.com. He has parts, including air suspension, but he also has parts to replace uh, parts that may fail on your car, like the window switches and so much more. So Jeff is one of the leading customized shops out there that's putting out parts that can help again someone that wants to keep it more old school or someone that wants to do it new school so dvscustoms.com thank you to colorado custom wheels for the continued support michael and team i would uh, put money down they're the best in the business uh, you can go to cc cycle wheels uh, dot com, or you can also go to Colorado Custom with no ass, coloradocustom.com. That's the easier site to go to. It's the same company. You can, of course, contact them. That email will land over in Michael's lap. Uh, if you go to coloradocustom.com right now, uh, you can check out some of the premium wheels that they offer under all wheels, and you'll see that they do make the Lincoln replica wheels. So uh, that's what I'll be running on my car. I love these wheels. They have a couple different styles and how they can make them. And uh, he'll make sure that you get the right offset. He sold, I'm sure, well over 20, 30 sets of these. Uh, let them know how they can help. All right. So this episode, I had did some deep diving into a topic that I was going to post about. And then I thought to myself, I had so much time invested in kind of just digging around, trying to find facts putting together a post, I said, you know, let me get this out as an episode. Talk about Roy Rogers Lincoln. It did sell this year. Uh, We'll talk about some of the history of that car. And uh, for those that don't know, uh, Roy Rogers, uh, he was an American singer, actor, television host. And, you know, he goes back to being born in 1911. And then he passed, unfortunately, in 1998. But uh, for anyone that was into like Westerns and, and all of that stuff, you would have known him. I'm sure some of the old school listeners would have known him as well, really kind of just before my time. But the name I know from the Lincoln world, just having seen different posts on sites and people that you know brought up uh, his name tied to this yellow Lincoln, which we'll talk about. So um, that's what we're going to talk about this episode. Uh, probably won't be too, too long. But I had to kind of draw the line in the sand for myself and say, damn it, I need to get this episode out because I've been working on a couple of other episodes. So um, there are some things that have been happening in the Lincoln world, including a record price this year for a Lincoln Continental uh, convertible that we know of from the 60s. So that's going to be an upcoming episode. And I've got a few other folks on the hook. So I've kind of been storyboarding those, trying to kind of flush out how I want those episodes to go. Bottom line is trying to get out more content. 
But as we get uh, started, for the longtime listeners, uh, you'll know that I like to kind of go through the normal Lincoln stuff. And I'll start with the previous episode recap. Got to thank Nick Griot from Griot's Garage. Man, what a fun episode. I mean, his car is kind of one of a kind, right? It's has that modern look or that, that OG original style look. Not too crazy, but of course under the hood is where you really get a chance to see the things take shape with it. Uh, just a beautiful car. I've seen the car before in some of the Griot's Garage videos, which by the way, they've been doing a fantastic job putting out social media content and things like that. But of course, rich history there with his family in the automotive scene and the automotive world. But uh, for him to uh, want to sit down and talk Lincolns for a while and some other stuff, which by the way, I hope that you you know learn some things from the perspective of detailing. I love this stuff. I love kind of uh, you know doing a deep dive, so to speak. However, for whatever reason, I've always kind of been a little, eh, do I want to go out there and mess with my own car? But since then, I have used some Griot's Garage products, and I'm very, very impressed. I've actually went out and bought some as well. And, um, man, I'm just super stoked. I've used them on my 65 Lincoln Continental, the red car. And, um, man, car looks fantastic. It made my life a little bit easier, a little bit less stress, too, after watching some of their videos and sitting down to talk with Nick. If you haven't had a chance and you just found us, um, if you're most of you are probably on an iPhone, it's probably going to roll to the next episode. Go back and listen to the previous episode. Hopefully, all of them as well. You can go back, and uh, if you're on an Android device, kind of the same deal. You know, if you're on Podbean or one of those different apps, uh, you'll be able to go back and listen as well. But uh, thank you again to Nick from Grio's Garage. Would love to sit down with him more in the future. I do have a lot of photos of his car that he had sent to me. Now, uh, Fuel Curve, which uh, that amazing site, they did a feature, and that's where a lot of those uh, photos kind of reside at. But more than likely, I'm sure you've seen the video. There's one that I mentioned with him that kind of went viral of it pulling out of a, a garage space, and uh, you kind of hear the rumble of the engine, and that, that video has been shared, I don't know, countless times uh, all around the world. So uh, you probably have seen it on social media. But tip of the cap to Nick and to his awesome family for what they do for the automotive uh, community. Uh, later this year, you know, whether it's the holidays or it's a, a happy born day, as I always say, uh, hit up Griot's Garage, G-R-I-O-T-S garage.com, and order some products. Check it out. Uh, they do sponsor a lot of different car shows. I've seen goodie bags before with their products in them, and uh, he talked about uh, some of the newer technology stuff that's coming out, but Again, I've been watching some of the videos on their YouTube and their Instagram, and it makes uh, me feel a little bit better about getting out there and doing the damn thing. All right, so I kind of talked about on uh, this episode already, just kind of giving a breakdown. Uh, we'll talk about Roy Rogers, Lincoln, and um, some of the history behind it. You might be amazed at maybe how many miles he put on it and maybe how much he bought it for and then how much it ultimately sold for earlier this year. All right, so next I got some Lincoln Life updates, okay? So here I'll talk a little bit about some of the things I've been dealing with, but I want to thank Steel Rubber. Uh, I cannot say enough about this amazing company, S-T-E-E-L-E, rubber.com. If you go there, you can, of course, uh, from that homepage, select uh, the year car, for instance. So I'm going to go down here and select 1965. I'm going to click on Make, and then I'm just going to hit L. That'll take me right to it. I'm going to hit Enter. There's, one, there's two styles to pick from, convertible, 
or sedan. Let me hit convertible. And then, boom, I'm going to be presented with 39 products for a 65 Lincoln Continental. Now, you will see some of these prices are not super cheap, right? These products are made to last, and I guarantee if you run these, more than likely they'll never have to be changed again for the life of this dang car that you own, right? Uh, There's all kinds of new stuff that they continue to add, including the heater and AC gasket set. It's a 23-piece set, and a lot of these prices are not too bad overall. Because you can go to the other guys and you can get a product. And I can tell you right now, I've seen horror stories from people saying they do not like the other guys. So get out there, steal, S-T-E-E-L-E, rubber.com. What I did is created like a little spreadsheet and I wrote down everything that I would need in that spreadsheet, right? So copy, paste, all the pricing. And I just started checking things off the list over the course of time. Hey, do I need bumper or hood bumpers? Do I need door gasket set? Uh, so on and so forth. And I will check back on the website and they'll add things like the, now they have the brake pedal pad. Okay. Not a bad price out there either. So just know steel rubber is going to continue uh, to support the Lincoln community as long as we reach out to them and, and, and purchase the stuff that we need. So steelrubber.com. All right. So the Lincoln life updates, I've been enjoying the two cars that I have. Um, Coming out of the you know the cooler area or the, the cooler time of year in Florida is like you know December, January, February. But now that we're in spring, it's making me want to drive the cars a lot more. I will tell you, it is a lot of fun just getting out there, especially when it's you know the humidity's low and the weather's nice. Earlier this year, I took the '65, I put it on a trailer on Friday night. I could have drove it down, but I did have to bring um, some other stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be rolling solo. I put the car in a trailer and I drove or I took it down to a show called Relaxing on the Ranch. All right. And I did a video for that show, but it was on the Our Lifestyle podcast YouTube channel. So if you want to see a little bit of behind the scenes that doesn't 100% you know, fall into the category of Lincoln Addict, uh, you can go on YouTube and type in Our Lifestyle Podcast and relaxing on the ranch, okay? That Friday night, the family helped me. I drove the car on the trailer, strapped it down early sun or Saturday, drove down to the Lake Wales area, and uh, took the car off the trailer, uh, put the top down, cruised it in this beautiful um, venue that they have access to, and uh, parked the car, and so many people enjoyed seeing it. Now, I actually had an opportunity to DJ the event, so I was kind of a stone's throw away DJing the entire day. I check in on the car periodically. Everything was good. So far, like I said, everything has been great. I can't thank Robert enough for selling the car. Now, if you go on Lincoln Addict Podcast uh, YouTube uh, channel or just Lincoln Addict, uh, you'll see that I did another video recently speaking, um, basically I was doing a cold start with the car to kind of show people how nice this car starts, even if it's been sitting, say, two, three plus weeks. And I wanted to do a video to kind of show the top going down. I often um, get asked different questions or things that I wouldn't think of to do a video of. And somebody was like, hey, can you kind of show a video from your perspective of the top going down? Like, what's it look like when you're sitting in the car? And of course, when you watch these videos, everybody kind of turns around because it's the cool thing. You want to look at the top going down, right? With uh, the latches being undone, boom, you know, after the deck lid's up, the top goes in the trunk, and then boom, it goes down. So then the deck lid just comes down, right? So 
I'm trying to do more content there, even if uh, I'm not able to sit down and record an episode here. So just know I'm going to continue to do that. Um, I did one not too long ago talking about the tilt column in the car. Before I got this car, I knew that I was going to have an opportunity uh, to talk about some unique things, right? Some different features, some videos that I've never seen on YouTube. And that's what I've kind of been able to do. Heck, one person even chimed in and said, hey, man, thanks for doing the tilt column video on the 64 Lincoln. It helped me fix mine. I had one vacuum line that wasn't on where it should have been, and you showed me the video, and I saw where it needed to go, and boom, mine works now. It's never worked in you know 10 years or whatever it was. So hey, that that's what this podcast is about. If we can help someone, a little bit of knowledge, steering someone in the right direction on where to go, that's what this Lincoln Life is about. And really, just trying to carry on the tradition of the LincolnForum.net. I still always encourage people to sign up there. Now, a lot of the forums, whether it be C10 forums, uh, full-size Chevy forums, or in this case, the LincolnForum.net, a lot of that stuff has went by the wayside because social media has been on the rise, right? So you have groups like Lincoln Addict on Facebook where people can post, ask questions, get help. And then, oh, by the way, over the years, those groups have enhanced where you can search those groups. So let's say you're looking for information about a, about a power steering pump. You just go on Facebook, Lincoln Attic, boom, search, there's your answer. The cool thing about the Lincoln Forum that I always like to remind people is you can do the same thing with the search, but there are, there are photos, very similar to Facebook, and there's a lot of good documentation. So if you're having a problem with your car, yeah, check Facebook groups as well, but also check the LincolnForum.net. It's free to sign up for a username and password. And I can tell you, I've bookmarked so many different articles out there, and uh, I have them under my uh, favorites tab. And then under favorites, I have Lincolns. And then, of course, I have different things like engine, electrical, so on and so forth. And on the Safari browser, through um, my Mac computer, uh, whenever I go under bookmarks, I can actually kind of put a note. So if I uh, go to bookmark a website, and let's say I want to put like a little description of what that link's for, then I can easily go back and find it in the future. But I say all that kind of un- to uh, rewind here. Just with Lincoln Life in general, uh, I have been able to typically find an answer to what I'm looking for through either the LincolnForum.net or, of course, uh, Facebook. Now, I'm also very fortunate because I've got access to the fine folks, Blair and Teresa, uh, of course, Chris Dunn, uh, Kelly at Old Lincoln Parts, and just all of these resources here. Um, I've continued to, to say that if you need parts rebuilt, look no further than Blair Farmer. Uh, you can reach out to me, uh, LincolnAtticPodcast at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to get you his information. Uh, Blair does get a lot of calls, so he screens them because... Sure, most of them are trying to get him to extend his car warranty on his 68 Lincoln. But if you leave a message for Blair, he'll get back to you. But I say all that again with the Lincoln Life updates because, you know, these cars, I constantly see people going, man, you know, I got my dream car, but it broke down. Hey, it's in its natural habitat. It's on a trailer, so on and so forth. And hey, I've been there. I've broken down. I've talked about it. Um, I kind of almost broke down in the red car. The starter was wanting to stay engaged, and it happened to me one time shortly after I bought the car. I thought the one side of the the solenoid was a little loose. 
I tightened it back in 2021 and didn't have a problem until recently. Went to take my friend's parents on a cruise. Uh, it was his dad's birthday, 74, and uh, his mom had been wanting to also go on a, on a quick cruise. Well, that day, I should have known something wasn't right when I started the car. I kind of could tell it didn't want to fire, but on the third turn, it did. Well, pulled the car out, let it sit a little while, and then when I went to leave, it kind of did the same thing, and the starter wanted to stay engaged. Of course, you got to uh, you can't turn the car off then, which is a big no-no. You don't want to get out of the car with it running. We've talked about that public service announcement. But in this case, you have no choice, okay? And it's a dangerous situation. you got to flip the door open. Well, first got to pop the hood if it's not popped. Flip the door open, run around to the passenger side, push the little lever to allow for the hook to come undone, to open the hood, to then pull off one of those two uh, leads on the solenoid, right? I think you have to pull off one, not both, but I end up pulling both of them off. So it should have been a sign to, you know what, just change the solenoid. But I told him I was coming over. I go over there, turn the car off, talk to him a little bit. We go for a ride. It wants to stay engaged again. Okay, not good. So I said, you know what, the car started now. Let me take him for a quick cruise. I pull down their super long driveway, and I can see there's no power to the gauges. I know something's not right. I'm like, you know what? I know it's the solenoid at this point. I'm just going to take them on a quick cruise, get them back, go home, and fix it. That's what we ended up doing. The car did stall one time. It did start right back up. The starter wanted to stay engaged. Again, I was getting a little frustrated because I hate hearing that sound with the uh, starter wanting to be engaged after the car's running. And you turn the key off, and guess what? The car doesn't want to turn off. So I did come right home, and I spent less than 10 minutes. I had the solenoid change to one that I had on the shelf, an old-school one. A lot of people will tell you the new-school solenoids are crap. I don't know. I've never cut into one. I don't know the truth behind it, but we all know that most things today aren't made it's going to make me sound old. They're not made like they used to, okay? They ain't made like they used to be, all right? So I did have an old solenoid off a previous car that I knew was good. I said, you know what? Instead of me running up to the store, let me just try to see if this fixes it. Well, as soon as I changed it and tightened everything and kind of did a quick overview, I was like, yep, everything's good. Turning the key, boom, I knew it was fixed because as soon as I turned the key, you see the low fuel warning indicator if that works on your car when you turn that key that red light turns on so i immediately knew the car fires uh knock on wood like it always does and then boom i had power to all the gauges but i say that because that that was an easy fix you know uh, some people might be driving and they break down and they go oh man i you know i, I i'm gonna have to change the engine i i, I want to do an ls or a coyote Hey, I get it if you want the more power, you know, maybe you just got the money and you want to update it. But Chris Dunn and other people have reminded me, Blair and Teresa, John Cashman, I'm sure uh, Kelly at Old Lincoln Parts as well. When folks used to drive these cars, okay, some drove them every day, some didn't. Some drove them on the weekends, whatever. They drove these cars all the time. They didn't overheat back then. They started, you know, sure, did they eventually get to a point where they had a hiccup where, you got to change the points, absolutely. Whether you got to change the solenoid, the battery, this, that, 
that's normal maintenance. And these cars are 60, what, the 61? I think it's 61 years old now. So it's, you know, it's the inevitable. Like things are going to happen. Now, it's a little bit easier for me to say I sometimes think mentally because I do have, you know, Tony's great at what he does and Blair and Teresa and, you know, I'm a hands-on kind of guy. I want to fix something if there is an issue. But just know with Lincoln Life, you're going to run into issues. You're going to break down, okay? My suggestion is have a friend that has a tow truck or get AAA. That's what I've got. Now, of course, I do have access to a trailer. But, you know, if you're out on a Sunday drive with the family and you break down, it is frustrating. You know, it can be. But just to make the best of it and just know do some preventive maintenance as well, okay? I try to look at things and go, man, are there, are there anything, is there anything on this old car that I can do now? Maybe I could throw an extra set of points in the glove box. Oh, if it's got Petronics, all right, I'm good. If it doesn't, maybe I go ahead and invest. I've told you guys before, I put Petronics on my 64 blue car, and the thing, knock on wood, has been fantastic, okay? No issues, and you will run across people still that go, uh, you know, since Petronics started made in Mexico, it's no good anymore and this. And I even called them and asked them, like, hey, was there, like, a shift 20 years ago? And they're like, dude, they're, the products are fine. I got a, on my car, no issues. So, again, try to do some of those things. Now, if you truly want to have an LS engine, dare I say, or a Coyote, or you want to just switch to a 460, or whatever you want to do, I mean, hey, do it. I mean, I'm not going to ever tell you not to. I think that stuff is cool. I've seen some really nice Coyote swaps. Uh, I know LS swaps are super popular because they're affordable and there's all kinds of power and all that stuff. Hey, I've got nothing against it. And I'm sure the guy or lady that has broken down a ton and has invested a lot of money in their car, they're probably like, they're going to get to a certain point where they're frustrated. And they go, you know what? I'm just going with the modern engine. But I have seen people put modern engines and still have leaks like no tomorrow that they can't remedy, you know? So every engine is going to always have something, but whatever you do, know that Lincoln Life will sometimes get you, but just keep on pushing on and try to enjoy what you got. So again, Lincoln Life updates this week from me, ODB, the Lincoln Addict, brought to you by Steel Rubber. Visit S-T-E-E-L-E rubber.com. You can find awesome products. You can also uh, contact them, and I believe if you order something the first time, you'll automatically be added uh, to their mailing list. You can go to catalogs, though, on their site, and uh, you can do an on-demand catalog, universal catalog, marine, or RV catalog. And what's pretty cool is when you click on demand, that's where um, you'll put in information, and I think they'll still mail it to you. So pretty cool stuff, steelrubber.com. All right, so one thing that I usually hit on is Lincoln sales. So any kind of cars I'm helping to sell... But I also started talking about trends recently that we're seeing in the market. Now, me personally, I've tried to slow down a little bit on pushing cars. Um, I think it's great. I do still have that at Lincoln Continental Sales on Instagram, and I think that's a great outlet for folks. Um, I've seen the followers jump, uh, I think, over 2,000, so thank you very much. Uh, don't do it necessarily for that, but I try to do it to help someone if they've got a nice car and they want to push it or they want to sell it or punt it, then hey, let's get it out there on the market, right? There's plenty of different resources like Bring a Trailer website, eBay, and others where you can find your dream car. But uh, for me personally, 
Uh, I'm sure anybody out there that's ever sold anything on social media like Facebook Marketplace or maybe you're in sales, you kind of know how this goes where oftentimes, you know, people do want something, but maybe they don't have the funds or their significant other hasn't blessed it and things like that. And what I found since 2019 is we, I've been able to move a lot of cars for people, like whether it be buying one or selling one. Right. And I love when that happens, but there's often, you know, 10 or 20 people in between that one sale that they're like, Hey, can you send me all the information? I'm a serious buyer. Can you get on the phone? I want to pick your brain. I want to do all this stuff. And, And that stuff, listen, I totally understand, right? I pick people's brain over the course of time, but I'm just at a point where I don't have the time to invest. Um, you know, I'm trying to do this podcast, our lifestyle podcast, balance my normal job. I got family, I got my son, he's 16. And uh, oh, by the way, go to car shows everywhere and, you know, just different things, right, that I want to do. So the Lincoln Continental Sales is an outlet for someone to go, hey, I want to list my car as a classified on there. This is what it takes. They reach out to me and then I can post it. I've been trying to post a little bit of the trends too. Some of the things that we're seeing, right? I posted a car earlier this week where I said, hey, this one sold for 52000 some odd dollars, a yellow. Ironically enough, it was a yellow uh, convertible 61. And um, so, so again, check it out, Lincoln Continental Sales on Instagram, and I'll continue to post stuff there. Now, we are continuing to see the market jump with these cars, right? I think Overall, the entire um, industry has seen an uptick in classic cars, whether it be trucks or cars. Now, if you go to the Haggerty app, okay, now I have Haggerty Insurance. I'm not a paid spokesperson by them. Uh, I do love the service that I get from them. But if you go to, uh, like on an iPhone, for instance, and you download Haggerty, I can type in 1965 Lincoln Continental. And what it's going to do is it's going to give you some options. So a 65 base. So if you select, let me select that. Uh, yeah, so it's got four-door convertible or four-door sedan. It's got the four-barrel, 430, both 320 horsepower according to this, right? So you select the convertible. It says average value, 57,000. And then it has four different values. So 103K for concourse, 77K for number two, excellent. Number three, good condition, 57,000. So that's where you get that top number that they display. And then fair condition is 25,000. And then, of course, they've got a caveat that said plus 10% for factory AC. So uh, I think I've talked about it in the past. It was under $1,000. I think it was four to 500 to add factory AC. It was not... Uh, one of those kind of R- what I call RSTLNE, like on Wheel of Fortune, it wasn't a given. You did have to add that feature. Um, however, many of the cars that I've seen have had it, right? So, but um, you would bump that up 10% and any of those uh, price guide numbers. But what I'm continuing to see, again, is what we're seeing throughout these different auctions and the uh, market in general is that the classic cars are, are hot right now, especially trucks. So uh, my suggestion to, all, to everyone is, you know, don't stress out saying, hey, I'm never going to get one of these cars. You know, I, I want to get one. Now, granted, are the prices going up? Absolutely. Prices are kind of going up for everything, housing, you name it. But just look out, whether it's Lincoln Continental Sales or some of the other places that I mentioned, because 
these cars pop up. You know, unfortunately, someone passes away, or in the case of the car that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes with Roy Rogers, you know, it it gets moved on, right? I mean, you know, times change and, and you know, museums change and, and these cars come up for sale. We had Mark Evans on and Mark had a fantastic story of how he acquired his, what was it, 63, the Continental. I mean, just a great story, but um, he'll tell anyone, you know, he missed out on a couple that he was like feeling like, damn, man, am I really going to get what I want? And he kept plugging away and he found something. Now, granted, he's had a couple hiccups and he'll tell you that and he's mentioned some of those. But I do think that he's in a good place now, and he's happy with what he's got. So um, just know, although a lot of these cars, you know, they didn't manufacture a lot of these, especially the convertibles, if you're persistent and you're looking to really get one, something, you know, you'll end up with something. Now, I know Tony Balls of Boland, speaking of cars for sale, he's going to have a 65, an old, I'd say like a 90s custom that's going to be for sale. It came out of California, and it's got... Some things by today's standards we would definitely say are dated, okay? But it's a good, it's got a lot of good bones to it. It also could easily be resto modded or put back to original, but it's a car that definitely, again, has good bones to it. It's got some weird interior things, a little bit of leopard print around the dash, and just some weird things, again, from the late 90s. I'm not saying that was cool then, but... He's going to have one for sale. What he likes to do, and I love this about what Tony does, is if he's going to sell a car, he'll put in the time and the money to, to do those, those low-lying items that have to be done. You know, he's, he's the type of guy that's not going to you know, go, oh, I'm going to sell you this car, and you know, it's going to burn down you know, when you drive it out of the, the driveway. You know, that's not who Tony is. Uh, he recently sold a killer wagon. Uh, he, he sold a couple wagons, and one was a Ford, one was a Chevy, and both of the guys are, like, ecstatic. You know, it was a fair price. Um, they, there was meat on the bone in terms of, you know, being able to refresh these cars, clean them up some. One guy lives by me. It was a country squire wagon, I think, and the guy's an old surfer, and he loves it. So just know, again, kind of getting back to that main topic, there are these car, you know, these cars are still out there. You'll get one down the road. And don't rule out, like, you go, hey, I want a convertible. Okay, I did back in the day, too. But in 08 or 09, when I got my first sedan, I went with a sedan because I said, you know what? It's going to be a little overwhelming, I knew, from researching. But I was like, if I get a convertible, that's a whole other monster, right? There's relay, there's more relays, there's the top, there's the hydraulic lines, there's all of that stuff. So, you know feel like you can become friends with someone that maybe has one of these cars and help him or her tinker a little bit, learn some stuff, search the forums, search the social media groups, you know, understand what you're getting into because, you know, when you get one of these and it breaks down, you don't want to be like, oh, that's it, I'm pulling the motor, you know, because you don't always have to go to that extreme. So, again, I can see why people want the modern stuff, but 100%, I'll tell you it's not a necessity. So, those are some of the Lincoln sales updates I wanted to mention to you. Maybe there's a grain of salt in there that you can run with. Maybe it was in one ear, one out the other ear. But stay uh, tuned to Lincoln Continental Sales. If you're on Instagram, you can also turn on post notifications. If you've got a car that you want to sell, uh, please send me a direct message. I do charge a small fee because what I end up doing is I kind of do a clean write-up on it. And I post it not only there, but then I'll cross-promote it over on Lincoln Addict. Uh, and we get a ton of views. Again, it's not why I do this, but 
easily we're over 100,000 views in a week. If I post the right amount of stuff, the views come in. People love these cars. So constantly have people asking me, hey, do you know any for sale? Constantly have asking uh, people asking, hey, can you help me sell it? So for now, that's the balance. I'll be posting on Lincoln Continental Sales. All right. The next thing I want to talk about is the Lincoln, the Lincolns of the movies. Okay. Now, this is a funny one. Someone told me about one time and I looked it up. I've never seen this movie, but there's a 1968 movie called The Touchables. All right. This one's kind of funny. Um, I clicked over and I was reading about it. It says a British rock star with a love them and leave them reputation. The tables are turned when four cute young girls kidnap the singer. After a few days of craziness, the poor fellow is rescued by his friend. So I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but I did some research, and there is a 61 Lincoln Continental. And what was kind of cool is this movie was made in 68. Uh, it looks like it was the white car with the blue interior. So uh, pretty cool stuff. Again, I'll be looking to try to watch it one day, but it, from the description that I've read, and I kind of gave you the PG version, seems like a crazy movie. All right, Smuggler's Blues update. So kind of piggybacking a little bit off Lincoln Life updates. My 64 Lincoln Continental Convertible I call Smuggler's Blues. Not a lot of movement on it. I am patient. I'm waiting for my buddy to do the air suspension on it. It is going to have air suspension. That's what I want to do with that car. And I did purchase through my good friend at CS Metalworks, uh, Chris. He uh, worked with me to go and purchase some Universal Air products that I wanted. If you want to know more about those, you can go on our Lifestyle Podcast YouTube channel and you can look up the OLP, right, for short, OLP Universal Air Unboxing. So I got a modular tank and um, and a couple of water traps. I don't think the water traps were in the video, but um, that was kind of the icing on the cake. Those are some of the last things I needed. I did also get the levelers or the uh, E-level um, sensors for each corner of the car I had that on another car, actually two other cars in the past, and I debated about doing the pressure-based pressure system. However, uh, watching videos on AccuBear's YouTube channel, I decided to go with the E-Level system again. I have a lot of friends that have had it with no issues, so that was also something else I recently purchased. But those are the only updates that I have now for Project Smuggler's Blues. Before we go over our last topic, talking about Roy Rogers' Lincoln Continental, I do want to just give a huge shout out to all of the listeners. Again, I would ask that if you need parts, look at DeviousCustoms.com. He's got all kinds of cool stuff uh, from air suspension to just um, some ways to modernize your car. Colorado Custom Wheels. If you're looking for a billet aluminum replacement wheel, kind of a one-off wheel uh, that mimics the factory hubcap, to me, they're the best in the business, ColoradoCustom.com. And then lastly, Steel Rubber, S-T-E-E-L-E, Rubber.com. So there's a website, iCollector.com. They kind of have a little write-up where they talked about that Roy Rogers had purchased this Lincoln Continental. It's a 65, used in 1965. Uh, this was his and Dale's driving car. Uh, this one they had taken uh, around town, long trips between Apple Valley and L.A. The car was painted factory baby blue when Roy bought it, which actually could still be seen um, on the flapper. That remained uh, so until he decided to have it painted uh, a few years later. So we'll talk about that. There's an interesting story there. Now, 
speaking of that interesting story, there's a guy on Instagram that had mentioned this to me in the past, and I decided to look into it. And that's kind of what led me to doing this little bit of a deep dive and then wanting to do this this episode of the podcast. And this guy on Instagram, it's L-I-T-R-E number seven. Uh, he has a bio that says automotive history. And uh, he posts a lot of cool stuff. Apparently, he's got a ton of views over um, on different um, social sites. I think Yahoo's one of them, like Flickr. But uh, he posts a lot of cool stuff, some Lincolns here and there. And he had mentioned this story to me, so I know it kind of is one that a lot of people know. But uh, Roy had asked a family member, Pete, to take the car for a paint job while he was out of town. Uh, he instructed Pete to have it painted a pale gold color. Uh, so with its white top and interior, that would have made it actually a perfect match for uh, Trigger, which was the horse, right? Uh, so Roy Rogers Trigger uh, horse that I think was on you know the show that he was on for a long time. Uh, what Roy didn't know is that Pete was technically colorblind, right, is the way the story goes. And basically the car, uh, I'll share some photos of it, but if you ever uh, Google Roy Rogers, um, R-O-G-E-R-S, right, Roy Rogers Lincoln, uh, it'll absolutely come up. And you'll see that it's basically, you look at it and go, man, it's a yellow Lincoln. And uh, one of a couple of photos, one is in the, the museum where I believe it sat a long time, and then there's some that are kind of in some desert-type settings. There's a few on Flickr. Uh, Barrett Jackson has a ton of photos and uh, just different websites, including iCollector.com, where uh, there was some pretty cool stuff that I had to reference. Now, what I wanted to do is kind of just talk briefly I don't know a lot about Roy Rogers, okay? I know he's kind of American folklore, and, you know, people love this dude. And he had a museum for a long time, and the whole Western stuff, it's not a thing that I'm really into, but I, you know, I definitely appreciate it. Now, here's th where I like to kind of dig in the weeds and go, hey, man, let's let's tell this story. So, uh, just a minute ago, I think I had said that it was a 65, so I want to be clear. It is a 64 Lincoln Continental, Okay. So he bought it in 65. It was a used car. Now, here's the brief history on this one. So Roy Rogers purchased it from Frank Millard Sports Cars, Inc. in Apple Valley, California, on November 30th of 1965. Now, the original sales price, as far as my research, was $4,100 plus $164 sales tax and a $2 license title fee. Now, that'll kind of come in to play because we'll talk about how much that car went up. Now, Roy had paid $3,510 cash and traded in a 63 vehicle for $756 trade value. Now, I believe it was an MG. Don't know a lot about those cars, but we've all heard that term, MG. I'm not a historian on those, but I believe that's where he traded in. Now, I mentioned earlier, it was a blue car, so that was the ENCODE Platinum Light Blue Formula 11683, technically. Roy asked a family friend, as I mentioned earlier, Pete, to have it repainted pale gold, but instead it ended up a gleaming canary yellow. The package tray is kind of the tell on it because you'll see in some photos it still is the original blue color. Now, for my research and based upon some of the, the first and second-hand accounts, 
the car was painted circa like 67 to 70. It was a few years after he got it. So that's kind of what I was able to kind of come to that conclusion. The other interesting thing is I've seen this before when someone takes one of these cars to get painted. And let's say the top's not working or they're just like, man, you know what? We don't want to mess with the top. If the top is up and the car gets painted, especially if there's a color change, that flapper that we call it, the package tray, flapper, whatever you want to call it, that, if you do not put the top down, that's not going to get painted, okay? If the top is up, that flapper is in the tucked position against the deck lid inside, and you would never know that it's there. So someone could hypothetically, like they did in this uh, <laughs> in this example, they painted the car, the flapper package tray did not get painted. So in some of the photos, you'll see when the top is down, <laughs> you see the blue, and again, that's just the way it is. So um, that did, of course, happen. Now, it was put into a trust, from what I can tell, on November 27th, 81. And that could have just been like, hey, they're going to move it into you know, the museum or, or whatever. You know, I don't know exactly why people do that stuff. It could be for financial reasons. It was also put into another trust. It looks like, again, August 27th of 1998. Now, here's the interesting part. So I mentioned... From what I could tell, it looked like he had paid 4100 for the car, give or take. And the car was, you know, new maybe a little bit more than that, right? Because I think those, those cars were around like $6,500. So he paid 4100 It sold, this is the intriguing part to me, on June 26th of 2010 for 17000 U.S. dollars to um, at the Brian... LaBelle's Old West Auction in Denver, Colorado. So on the iCollector site, um, if you're jumping around and you know, you're know you doing any research on this or you're just intrigued like I am, you'll see it will come up on iCollector.com and that's where you see the uh, price of seventeen grand. Now here's the interesting thing. The starting price according to the site was 15000 Okay. And we're only talking 12 years ago. So these cars still, like, you know, the Entourage movie had or show had been out, you know, all that jive. So not that long ago. Now, it was estimated to take 30 to 40 grand. And for whatever reason, it was at 17,000. Okay. So you go from 4,100 back in 65, um, you add on what, 35, 45 years, then it's 17 grand, still a a nice profit uh, for the museum, I believe, where it's uh, where it was at, or for his, um, you know, for the family because he did pass away, and that might kind of tie into why it was put into the trust in August of '98. Because if you look uh, Roy Rogers up, he passed in uh, on July 6th of 1998 in Apple Valley. But uh, basically, so it doesn't end there. So that's uh, June of 2010. It's seventeen thousand. And then you fast forward 12 more years, and you talk about an investment here. January of 2022, so just a couple months ago, it sold for 71500 Now, uh, the few other things I wrote down, you know, except for the paint job and mechanical maintenance, the car was close to original. The odometer was just under 100 k And considering that it spent three years in a mu- or um, three decades in a museum, those miles kind of were a testament to how much uh, Roy loved to drive the car, and that's according to, of course, uh, Barrett-Jackson's site, the write-up, if you will. 
the car was in running order. You know, it needed attention, normal uh, TLC with brakes and things like that. You could drive it, restore it, collect it, you know, whatever. It was in a great condition to be able to choose what you want to do. Now, included with the car was um, the registration, the original owner's manual. It, of course, was being sold as is. And there's a little bit of history that they wrote up on, you know, Lincoln in general. So um, I thought that it was intriguing because of the story of how it ended up a different color. Um, also, the fact that he just loved this car. So, you know, imagine in late 65, you buy a 64 used Lincoln. You know, you save a couple grand on it. You um, you put some cash down. You know, obviously he had the money. Traded in a 63 MG, which as far as I can tell. And then he was off to the races, and he enjoyed that car from give or take 65. You know, he, he owned it within his, his world, if you will, um, over 30 years, which I thought was pretty cool. And talking about the Lincoln prices earlier, you know, that's one example. Now, of course, Roy Rogers, his name's tied to this car that's going to obviously drive and elevate it, whether it's a museum or someone that's a fan or just, you know, someone that loves pop culture, Americana. Um, you know, those are all a couple of different you know, reasons on why that car may have shot up, but 71500 And uh, again, when you're doing a Google search on Roy Rogers Lincoln, um, you will see that it will pull up on uh, Barrett Jackson's site. And um, this one was Scottsdale. There was no reserve, of course. And that, I don't believe, they kind of make you log in now uh, to see the price. Um, which is you know just their way to kind of get you to to sign up for their site and whatnot, but when you log in at seventy one thousand five hundred, and that does include the buyer commission, I believe. So you know, give or take, that's 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 a nice little profit. The car to me looked pretty cool, other than obviously the the flapper needing to be painted. It did have the factory hitch, uh, which is pretty rare. The seats had been pretty tattered, but. I'd certainly say that they could be cleaned up. Underneath the deck lid obviously had to be painted as well because it was not painted. Uh, you could imagine if the flapper wasn't, of course, under the deck lid was still blue. Uh, there was a little book that included, uh, said Roy Rogers, uh, Roy Rogers, Dale Evans, favorite personal car, 1964 Lincoln Continental Convertible. And there is some paperwork there where, um, you know, a lot of the information that I was able to, um, you know, come up with uh, came from. Uh, looked like the price of the car was forty-one thousand, as I mentioned, with uh, tax, license, and title. Again, the license and title fee was only two dollars. It came to forty-two thousand six hundred or forty-two thousand sixty-six dollars, and um, cool history, man. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I love these cars as much as maybe, if not more, than the listener. So I could talk about this stuff forever. Um, I do want to thank everyone for the continued support. If you want more, please go out to Lincoln Addict on YouTube. I'll continue to post videos uh, this weekend, actually in a few minutes. i got to wrap this now. My buddy's going to be here to pick me up. We're going to drive a few hours tonight on Wednesday. I'll be working on the road uh, Thursday, and then I'll be off Friday for Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals, also known as Mini Nats, which is a truck show. There are cars as well there, and that's in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. So, as I said, trying to balance everything. Don't usually have a lot of time during the week to stop and do one of these, but I said tonight, damn it, I'm going to do it. Thanks, everyone. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Lincoln Addict, and, of course, as I mentioned, YouTube. Stay on the rise, and we'll hit you soon, I promise, with another episode of Lincoln Addict Podcast. Have a great weekend. Stay safe.